Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Billy Tally is fierce. Jay a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hello, 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 and welcome to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I am your host, Lynn, and this is a podcast where I talk about how much I love the show Ghost Adventures, which is a show on the Travel Channel. This is episode 25 of the podcast. Oh my God, we're getting up there. And thank you for listening. And if you have started from the beginning, thank you so much. Um, This episode, we're going to be talking about the latest Screaming Room, which is where the guys all get together and watch an older episode and talk about their evidence and things they felt and thought about during the investigation. This particular Screaming Room, though, does not take place in Zach Bagan's home or wherever his little um, movie screening room is, it is in like an actual theater because of the coronavirus. I guess they decided they they needed some more social distancing. So they rented out a theater and they're pretty spread apart in this theater watching the episode. Of course, it's filled with antics and snacks as a usual screaming room is. So this particular screaming room is called the Annabelle Investigation. Now, Annabelle is supposed to be like the most haunted doll on the planet or ever. And there's movies based on this haunted doll. So so the guys have this guy, Tony Spera, come in who owns Annabelle. And he is the son-in-law of Lorraine Warren. Ed and Lorraine Warren are paranormal investigators. Lorraine is a psychic medium. Um, So this is her son-in-law, Tony Spira. And Tony Spira owns Annabelle, I guess. And he carries it around in a case. And I guess he uses oven mitts to carry said case, which is slightly hilarious. Because, you know, demons can't seep through oven mitts. You know, it's, it's, you know, demons are hot. So um, this doll is possessed by a demon or something evil. We don't know. So clearly the demons inside Annabelle will not penetrate oven mitts. There you go. I'm kidding, of course. That's ridiculous. So as I mentioned, they are in a theater this time due to the coronavirus And Zach even says, you know, this is a crazy time, but we still need to get together and laugh and make jokes because what is life if you can't have humor in it? I don't know. Okay, so in 1970, Annabelle was a doll that was given to a nursing student. And the nursing student found that this doll was moving about and She had found written notes like, please for help, written down, supposedly written by the doll. 
so Ed and Lorraine Warren somehow got hold of this doll and they thought that she is haunted by something evil. So as I mentioned, Tony Spira is the son-in-law of Lorraine and he brings the doll to Zach's haunted museum. And Zach has like a whole room of really scary dolls. If you watch the show, you know this. And we've talked about the scary dolls in previous episodes. And so he brings Annabelle to the museum in her case. And he also brings holy water for the protection of Zach and the crew from said evil spirits in Annabelle. So right away, they haven't even opened the case yet. Zach starts to get disoriented and he hasn't even like met Annabelle yet. Like he's just talking with Tony and he starts to feel super disoriented. And Tony says, oh, that's a forerunner, a warning that Annabelle doesn't want us to show her. This all may come back later. So in the screaming room, Zach says that he believes that many objects are haunted and more haunted than actual buildings. And then he says, it is what it is. And he understands the risks. So he's willing to take that risk with Annabelle being a haunted object because, you know, this is what he does. He has lots of haunted objects in his museum. So in the episode, the audio tech for this episode comes like, comes up to Zach and is like, hey, I just got some really weird sound in the audio that was picked up by Zach's um, lapel mic, I guess. And they played it back in real time. And it sounded like a, like a distant whine or cry of a woman or a child. And in the screaming room, they talk about how, like how it's great that, that when they get this evidence in real time and they can review it in real time, you know, more people can witness it and great to capture evidence in the moment, you know, just like that. Nobody could explain the voice that they, they got on this, uh, on the Zach's mic. And also they had the third party there, Tony, who heard it too. So there again is a third party uh, verification of something unusual and probably paranormal. So Zach talks about how when he's doing his interview with Tony and Tony's, you know, talk, you know, messing with the doll, Zach talks about how he's also watching and observing Tony because he wants to make sure you know, he, he wants to know the truth about all of this. And he wants to make sure that it's not like a hoax or he's not just putting on a show, right? Which is very smart. Very smart of Zach because he's protecting himself. He's protecting the show. He's protecting what evidence they get to make sure it's real. So in the episode, Tony starts to soak his hands in holy water before he touches the case of Annabelle and the doll itself. Zach tells Aaron that if the doll is possessed by an inhuman spirit, clearly the inhuman spirit or demon or whatever it is would try to mimic a human or a little girl, you know, to lull you into a false sense of security. As we've seen in earlier episodes, that demons like to mimic children, especially to kind of make you think that, oh, it's just an innocent little child. It's not a demon. In the screaming room, they talk about how 
serious Tony was about this doll. And there's like a whole ritual that this guy is doing before he takes the doll out of the case. And in, in the screaming room, the guys talk about how like super scary this whole moment was because they're like, oh my God, the anticipation. So finally in the episode, Tony takes Annabelle out of the, ca- out of the case and Zach goes into the room to meet Annabelle. Tony immediately makes Zach dip his hands in the holy water and say a prayer. They say a prayer together. And Tony tells Zach that he cannot touch her. He's like, don't touch her. Whatever you do, don't touch her. So in the screaming room, Zach says that in this moment, this is a moment that caused big controversy because Zach says that he wants to do a thorough investigation. And in in order to do a thorough investigation, he really has to immerse himself in all the evidence. And that includes touching the doll because he needs to experience it. And Jay agrees. He says, you know, you have to experience all aspects of the investigation and like this doll. In the episode, Tony starts talking about how a college student, I guess this Annabelle is in a different museum that the Warrens have, maybe. And Tony says that this college student, this 19-year-old boy, came into the museum and saw Annabelle and started, like, challenging her, kind of, like, taunting her to do something. And Ed was so pissed off that he was doing that that he kicked him out of the museum. And then three hours later, that 19-year-old college student was dead. He died in a fiery motorcycle accident and they think that this doll is responsible for that accident you know you can believe what you want that there's a correlation I personally think that if this doll was truly an evil spirit or a devil or a demon that she wouldn't have just killed the boy like that motorcycle accident would have had like multiple casualties like she would have taken out as many innocents as possible I don't know. Just just a theory. I mean, come on. You're an evil haunted doll. What are you going to do? So that is legend of this accident caused by Annabelle, caused by someone taunting Annabelle. So in the screaming room, Zach says that he wanted to experience the doll. And he said that, why did he bring it there? You know, he, he said he wanted to take full responsibility for what happens to him if you know, he touches the doll or whatever and something bad happens. Zach is like, I don't understand why Tony cares so much about my risk. You know, if Zach's willing to take the risk, Zach's like, I don't understand why he's so hesitant to let me touch this doll because it's my risk. I'm taking it. And then so Billy says in the screaming room that maybe he's more protective of the doll than he realizes. And Jay talks about how how they see this a lot with haunted buildings and how nervous Tony gets during the investigation. Jay says that they see this a lot in investigations, how the person who owns this haunted building or whatever it is, is super protective of the building. And we see that over and over again. And as what Billy says, he agrees. He's like, yeah, we see this all the time. And I'm like, yeah, totally. And not only are they protective, but they get really defensive of the building or the spirit or whatever it is that's haunting this place or this thing. 
So in the episode, the lights start to flicker on Zach's fortune-telling machine. And that's unusual. They don't, they don't usually do that. But Zach decides to unplug the machine just to prove that it wasn't just happening by itself. And as Zach is unplugging the machine, the machine says electricity, which is weird because the machine doesn't say electricity, like the talking part. There's no, I guess there's no vocabulary in there for electricity. And Zach even mentions that you need a quarter to put into the machine to make it say anything. And nobody did that. So that was pretty wild. Okay, so in the episode, the guys are starting to feel this energy around this fortune-telling machine, and the dolls are just in the next room. They're feeling this energy around the machines. The doll is sitting in the next room, just, you know, feet away, and they catch a light anomaly on the camera that goes right by Annabelle, the doll. So there's a, a camera shooting into the doll room, and Annabelle's in there with the other dolls, and a light anomaly shoots out and Zach points out that the doll Cynthia who's like a super haunted doll is right behind Annabelle and he remembers that you know Cynthia has actually spoken in the, through the spirit box I believe that was in one episode where he was putting the spirit box near the dolls and Cynthia said something I don't remember what she said so in the episode Zach says that he and Aaron are going to go into the doll room to communicate with Annabelle. And they say, you know, we're going to communicate with Annabelle, who's clearly possessed by something inhuman. And Aaron, then Aaron hears something before they go in. He hears something, but I don't think it's caught on the recorder or on the camera. But Zach and Aaron start to feel energy all around Annabelle, and they start to get afraid. They're feeling this fear near Annabelle. In the screaming room, Aaron says how scary it was to be in that doll room because it was so dark that he was afraid he was going to accidentally touch Annabelle because there, you know, Tony was like, do not touch Annabelle. Don't look at Happy Fun Ball. No. um, So he was like super scared because it was so dark in that doll room that he was afraid he was going to accidentally touch Annabelle and bad things were going to happen. So in the episode, they were feeling all this like staticky uh, energy around Annabelle and like under her legs and the spirit box, the voice on the spirit box says, listen. And so Zach asks, well, who are we supposed to listen to? And a man's voice through the spirit box says, Annabelle. In the screaming room, the guys are all like, yeah, that was freaky. And that's when all the crap hit the, hit the fan, you know, and they knew that things were going to get bad during this investigation. And then, you know, Zach's talking about, well, is this really Annabelle or one of the other spirits in the museum, you know, playing with them? Or maybe this other, these other spirits don't like that Annabelle has invaded their space. In the episode, we see that there are multiple cameras shot at Annabelle. There's a full spectrum camera. There's an SLS camera. There's a thermal cam and their usual, you know, night vision cameras. And they're also using the talking EVP device. Zach asks Annabelle, what do you want? And the talking EVP says, you. In the screaming room, Aaron says that he thinks the doll was, connect- was connected with Zach. 
almost immediately. And he said that it was super scary because the doll in the talking EVP said you. And then Zach asked it more like, well, well, what do you want? And the talking EVP says us. So in the screaming room, Billy says that uh, Annabelle, by saying us, she really meant Zach and her, like Zach and her have a connection and they are the us that she's talking about. In the episode, Aaron hears a snarl and it's caught on the audio, which is interesting because we're not sure whether this snarl is from Annabelle or they even speculate that maybe this snarl could come from one of the other spirits in the museum. Maybe, you know, the other spirits are angry at what's happening. So we don't know if this actually came from Annabelle or not. But then the SLS camera catches a figure around Zach and the doll. It's like it maps out Zach's skeleton, but then there's a second skeleton figure on the SLS that you can see, and it kind of jumps in and out of Zach, and then it kind of floats over overhead. In the screaming room, they talk about how this second spirit, it looks like the second spirit that was in Zach went into Annabelle, and they became one. Billy says that he was... He was the one seeing this in real time because he was manning the SLS camera and that he was like freaking out because he was watching this um, SLS figure jump in and out of Zach and into the doll and then floating away. And then Zach talks about that is when he became uh, psychologically affected by what was happening. In the episode, Zach starts zoning out and he feels... He says he feels one with Annabelle and he wants to touch her. And, you know, Tony's like, don't touch the doll. He's like, don't touch the doll. And the doll, it seems like the doll is trying to gain control. And Billy gets really hot and he starts sweating. And Tony is like in the other room and he's like, put it back in the case. I'm going to put it back in the case. Don't touch the doll. And the talking EVP says, Anne, like Annabelle. And Zach is like, oh my God, he's begging Tony to hold Annabelle. He's like, I will give you anything if I can just hold her. And then, which I found interesting, Zach says that Annabelle wants him to hold her. So it's like he really is making a connection with Annabelle and he's almost being possessed by her or something like she wants him to hold her. So in the screaming room, they talk about how, well, Tony brought this doll into our investigation into the haunted museum. And you should know by, you know, your experience, experience with the Warrens and being a paranormal investigator, that being close to haunted objects can affect you, you know, which was what was happening to Zach. But Tony seems like, you know, really put out by it and freaked out. So in the episode, oh my God, it was funny because I had to pause my DVR at one point and there was like a super creepy face on my TV. I don't even know whose face it was. I think it might have been Tony's, but it was like, it looked like a ghost face with a mustache. I don't even know who it was. It wasn't any of the guys in the screaming room. I don't I just have to say that because that was like, it freaked me out. Um, so the, in the episode, they talk about this guy who died in the accident who only spoke to Annabelle. So Zach's like, well, if I'm willing to take the risk, why would holding her 
or being next to her be any different than what happened to this guy. And Tony is like, thinks that they're in grave danger. And then the talking EVP says, God. And then Tony says, pray to God. Zach looks like he's going to touch the doll. You know, he's like getting so tempted. And Zach says in the screaming room, it's like he was not himself. You know, he was like being possessed to touch this doll. And in the episode, the talking EVP says, grab and foot. In the screaming room, they say this is proof that something was tempting him because it's saying grab foot. And then in the episode, Zach seems like he doesn't even know what he's doing, but he then he reaches out and touches Annabelle's foot. And then he shortly thereafter falls to the ground. And in the screaming room, they talk about how something influenced Zach to do that. Like he, because, you know, Tony kept warning, warning him, don't touch the doll, don't touch the doll, don't touch the doll. And it was like Zach could not help himself. And it was like he could not even, he didn't even know he was doing it, right? So in the episode, Tony comes in and he's freaking out. He said, I told you not to touch the doll and I'm going to take my doll and go. He was like such a baby about it. In the screaming room, they're saying how he was, they're trying to tell him that he was being affected. That's why he touched the doll, you know, and he knows that. So at the same time, the SLS camera catches a double figure on Zach. Like all of them are standing. It's like, Billy, Tony, and Zach, I believe, are in this SLS picture. And, you know, it's mapping out everyone's skeleton. But Zach has two. So, which is really creepy. Who's the other one? Is it Annabelle? What is it? What could it be? So in the screaming room, Billy points out that no one else has a double figure but Zach. And then it pops out of Zach and it floats freely like through the museum. They're like, did we just let loose some something into the museum? We don't know. In the screaming room, Zach says that Annabelle's energy is released into the museum and the energy in the museum increased after the experience. And, Z- and Aaron says that he had a weird experiences happen to him for months after this experience with Annabelle. So in the episode, Tony takes his doll. He's like, I'm going takes his doll and goes home. And Zach is feeling super affected. And he tells the guys in the episode that he needs something right now. He's like, I need something right now. And the talking EVP says, Jesus. And then Zach starts to get violent thoughts. So they kind of end that portion of the investigation. And Zach is driving home after this investigation. And as he gets home, his odometer reads six, 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 six. And he says, it's like, you know, three sixes, but it's actually four sixes. So I'm not really, I'm not really convinced that this is like Satan talking to you, but um, it's definitely a, a weird coincidence that he would get all these sixes as he's coming home after the investigation and then a huge rainstorm comes in and he's in they're in Vegas right so it's like a desert so Zach says he's never in in all the 20 years he was living in Vegas he had never seen lightning like that and it was like lightning struck like really close to him so then the episode kind of changes up 
So no more Annabelle investigation. They are now bringing in these fans to the museum to just have an experience, I guess. And in the screaming room, they talk about how it was super weird to go from the Annabelle investigation to these fans. But Jay says that it's kind of important. It is important to bring other people in and to experience things and observe how other people respond to the things in his museum and what just happened. So I guess this is like shortly after the Annabelle, the Annabelle investigation. So there was still a lot of energy in the museum. So three fans go get into the museum. It's like two guys and a girl and they get to meet Zach. And in the screaming room, Zach says how this one guy, Martin was so geeked up for the experience. And I was like, duh, I would be, totally geeked up too and especially if I knew I was gonna meet Zach in person I'd be like super like ah I'd be like so total fangirl it would be it would be kind of ridiculous and like not just to meet Zach but that to be at the haunted museum like they get their own little you know time alone at the museum so it's super cool so in the episode Zach tells the fans that the museum is not just like a tour, like a tourist attraction or a haunted attraction, but it's kind of serious, you know, and he's seen people totally fall out and not know who they are after, you know, seeing some of the exhibits and experiencing them. So in the screaming room, Billy offers Triscuits to everybody, you know, it's a snack moment. And uh, Jay says, you know, he's got his own snacks and, uh, you know, snacks. I love snacks. Snacks are the best. It looks like Jay's actually eating some veggie straws or whatever. So anyway, that was just a um, non sequitur, but it was snack related, which I enjoy. I enjoy everything about snacks. Okay. So in the episode, the guys are watching the fans through like all the cameras in the, in like a nerve center in the museum. And this guy starts taunting like the spirits. You know, he's like, I want something to happen you know, I'm daring you to do something. And he goes into the room with Bella Lugosi's mirror and he starts like taunting the spirits. And he says he starts to see something in the mirror. And then they notice that his, his demeanor totally changes. He totally spaces out for a minute. And then he feels like he's being affected by something in the mirror. And the guys in the screaming room, the guys talk about the mirror and how looking into it can put you in a trance. And that seems to be what's happening with this guy. And I'm like, mirrors, guys, mirrors. We've talked about mirrors before many, many times and how mirrors terrify me because I'm sure they are portals. And I'm sure when I'm going to look in a mirror that a ghost is going to be behind me or in front of me. Okay, so. Yeah, I mean, and then talk about like a scary mirror owned by Bella Lugosi. <sighs> you guys, no, I don't think I would look in that mirror or maybe I would. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so in the screaming room, they talk about how they felt bad for the guy um, after he looked in the mirror and started to get affected because he was getting so affected by it. So in the episode, though, they show that before the fans open the curtain to the mirror, that they catch a light anomaly shooting from one side of the room into the mirror. Like it's this like super noticeable, obvious light anomaly that flies from one side of the room into the mirror. 
before they even opened the curtain. So that was really awesome piece of evidence and probably why the guy was so affected by it. So in the episode, the girl, whose name is Alex, starts feeling affected. And she's, she freaks out because she feels like she got, gets touched. And she's totally freaking out because she's feeling the static electricity around her. And then there's a light anomaly that shoots out of, uh, out of her chest. So she's feeling really, she's freaking out. She's feeling the static electricity all over. Then she says she has like a tightness in her chest and a light anomaly like shoots out of her chest, which is super creepy. And it's amazing. You know, it's like that, what we say, what we talk about, how there's, it's great when you have different sensations validating that something is there. You feel something and you see something. So it was really cool. So Aaron takes Martin, the guy who um, was super geeked out, into the basement to use the spirit box. And Zach locks Alex, the girl, into the funeral room where there are caskets with real human skeletons in them. And I'm like, uh, no, thank you. No. So, I mean, seriously, I don't know. I suppose I'd probably do it if Zach asked me to do it, but, you know, it just sounds like a recipe for disaster. You know, coffins with real human skeletons and you're in the dark and whatever. Anyway, so Aaron's doing the spirit box with Martin in the basement and they get a spirit box voice say, come to me, which was pretty cool. Oh, so in the spirit room, they're laughing because the guy, when he heard the voice on the spirit box, like had a really funny reaction, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, so they're just kind of laughing at how like super excited he was. So in the episode, Billy goes into the funeral room where Alex is locked and he gets an EVP on the talking EVP. He gets the name David Cook when he's by the skeleton. And Alex sits down. There's like a creepy organ in the funeral room because, of course, you have to have an organ if you're going to be at a funeral, right? Especially in a haunted museum, right? So um, she starts playing the organ and she gets super emotional. She's like trying not to cry, but she does. She's just like overcome. And then Jay, because, you know, this is Jay's, this is what Jay does best. He researches if there was a David Cook as one of the Odd Fellows, because apparently the skeleton came from the Odd Fellows, so he looked up the name David Cook and found that he was a member of the Odd Fellows. And the Odd Fellows, by the way, which was a really good episode, and we'll probably talk about that at some time, at some point, because that was a really good episode. But there was a skeleton there, and I guess. Is that the same skeleton that was in the Oddfellows um, Museum or whatever this building was? It was a weird building. I think somebody, people were living there, but there was also like a little museum room. And I don't know. It was a huge building. And I think it was like a school at one point too. Anyway, so I'm assuming that this is the skeleton that was in the Oddfellows Museum. So Jay in the screaming room was like, what are the odds that there was a David Cook member of the Odd Fellows, and that's the name they got on the talking EVP, which is very specific. And Aaron says, well, maybe this skeleton is of David Cook. Durr. 
Yes. Yes, Aaron. I think that's what Jay is implying. Anyway, in the episode, they're using the full spectrum camera and like taking stills and Zach catches a black mass like creeping up onto the kneeler in front of Alex. And Alex actually saw a black mass with her own eyes. So that was pretty compelling that they caught a black mass on the full spectrum camera and she had also seen a black mass. So while they're reviewing these photos in the in the funeral room, a super weirdly shaped light anomaly comes shooting by and it like up past them and is caught on the camera. And it's really cool looking. Zach first says it like a heart shaped anomaly. It's kinda kinda like a heart, I guess. But it was uh it was really neat, very compelling evidence. And you can see in the episode that when the when the light anomaly flies right by Zach's head, he kind of turns his head like he like he feels it, like he's reacting to the light anomaly shooting by his head. So that was pretty neat too, of course, like we we're saying, um, compelling evidence that, you know, validates that something is there. You know, you feel it, you see it. So Zach reacts like he feels it go by and Alex starts getting super more emotional and she says she feels like she's going to pass out so that's when they're like that's when you usually take people out of the museum when they say that they're going to pass out because a lot of people have passed out in the museum so I guess they were done filming for the day but you know there's cameras all over the museum and Zach goes upstairs and a balloon the cameras catch a balloon that shoots out of this a fun house room like there's a fun house room with all these balloons in it and this balloon kind of shoots out at Zach and starts following him and in the screaming room Zach talks about how crazy it was and how they had stopped shooting and everything and this was just like this random thing that happened and he talks about how there's no reason why a balloon should have been moving he had shut off all the AC units because it was leaking, so there was no air current in the museum. So there's no reason why this balloon should have, A, shot out of the room and then started following him around. This balloon's following Zach around at like a three-foot height, kind of like a child, a small child, holding a balloon. And then it just kind of releases the balloon into the air, and it goes, you know, straight up. And they're looking at the balloon. They see it go up. And, you know, up to the ceiling and then the balloon disappears. And in the screaming room, they talk about how they never found the balloon again. Like it just vanished like a ghost balloon. Super freaky. Like that was really, really freaky and cool. Like, did you they never found the balloon? Like, that's amazing. Like, where did it go? And then Zach was saying how, like, was it really there or was it a an apparition or who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe that balloon never was there. So at the end of the episode, they're in the screaming room or the theater. And Aaron says to Zach, thanks for letting us relive that nightmare. And Zach is like, oh, I have many, many more nightmares for you to relive. And I'm totally like, yes, can't wait. I love it all. I'm so excited. Bring it on. Bring it on, Zach. More screaming rooms, more investigations. I think I saw that they're going to go do another investigation of the museum because of the quarantine. 
I'm not positive of that, but I don't care. I will watch whatever. And um, they could go investigate uh, McDonald's for all I care. And I'll watch it. Okay. So then I was just like looking on Twitter afterwards. And Zach, there's like a, a tweet from Zach talking about how this guy, Tony Spira, like said all these bad things about them after their original episode where, you know, they, he brought the Annabelle to the museum. And he like totally goes off on this guy because the guy was being a total prick. And he was totally dissing the Ghost Adventures crew. And Zach was like, that's so unfair. You know, you knew what you were bringing into the museum. You knew what we wanted to do with this. You're wearing stupid oven mitts. Like oven mitts are going to protect you from demons, right? And like he's talking about how this guy, Tony, was like happy to get money from him. You know, like they, I guess they paid him nicely to come bring the doll. They even paid for his plane ticket. And he insisted that, you know, he and the doll ride first class because, you know, demons always must ride first class. So it was just this really interesting rant on social media that, you know, I'm usually not really much on social media, but I was I was just kind of looking at the Ghost Adventures page and that I saw that tweet by Zach and I had to, I had to read more. So, um, yeah, that sucks that this guy was a, like a real dickhead about the whole thing after afterwards. Like that's uncalled for. Why would you, why, why? And also flying with a demonic doll. I mean, we already, um, you know, legend suspects that the doll caused a motorcycle accident. Um, a demonic doll could then cause a plane crash. I wouldn't get on a plane with a demonic doll, you know. I mean, apparently, you know, obviously the plane didn't crash, but, you know, you're tempting fate right there, right? Ugh, I don't know. People, they're the worst. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, well, I guess that's it for this episode of I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I really enjoyed talking at you about this episode, reliving all the fun moments of this Annabelle investigation and the wacky fan fan meeting at the end, which was actually really cool. They got some really good evidence there. This whole episode had some great evidence, had some great SLS evidence. And you know how I love the SLS camera because I love seeing those figures on the camera. I think that's great because I'm a very visual person. So I love when I can see something like a ghost in like real time. That's really neat. And several light anomalies, which were fabulous, fabulous light anomalies. Um, very compelling evidence. Some great voices on the spirit box and with a talking EVP. So it was a great episode. And we got to learn about the snacks. We, got, we at least know that they were eating some Triscuits and some veggie straws, maybe. So um, that's it, guys. Uh, please subscribe, like comment, whatever you can do on wherever you get your podcasts to help other people find this podcast because they might enjoy it. Um, No, not might. They will enjoy it. Even if they're not true Ghost Adventure fans, they might really enjoy just listening to me 
ramble on about how much I love the ghost adventures and all the awesome evidence. So please do all that stuff. And then tweet at me at I love GAC podcast or follow me on Twitter at I love GAC podcast or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know you're out there. Let me know what your favorite piece of evidence is, what your favorite episode is, what your favorite ghost adventure crew moment is. Just say hi. Oh, if you have your own paranormal experience, let me know about that because I think that's fascinating because, you know, ghosts are real, yo. So if you have an experience, I'd like to know about it because I find that fascinating. Okay. Again, thanks so much. For listening. This was episode 25 of the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast. Hoot hoot. And I am your host, Lynn. And thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk at you later. All right. Bye bye.